This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. Hey, you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. Pierce. Buries it. Tatum drives down and throws it down. This is my MC. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 170, episode 170 of the Band of Branch Podcast. I'm your host and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? Hope you had a great week. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, I'm part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like Boston Uncoming with Joe Maz, Drinks After Work, Eat the Damn Cake, Burnt Toast, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, Music You're Missing, 30 Flirty and Surviving, Rambling with a Purpose, A Chance to Strive, and so many more other podcasts. You can always check out Big Night Breaks if you're into sports cards every single weeknight on whatnot, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. You can go to the Card Vault and check out some sports cards in person down at Patriot Place. You can also, this weekend, if you're listening on Saturday morning, or if you're even listening on Sunday morning, the morning of Game 7, whoa baby, you can go to the Fenway Card Show. That's right, Chris Costa, his whole crew are putting together a card show, a sports card show at Fenway Park. You can get tickets at FenwayCardShow.com. What else? Oh, yeah, Timmy Ticket Tuesday. Every Tuesday, follow Big Night Media, your chance to win some free tickets to any upcoming show at Big Night Live, and you can always get your Banner Branch podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. So, (laughs) hey, everyone. Hey, what's going on? Episode 170, one game, game seven, and it's all brought to you in part by number zero, Jason Tatum. What a dink, am I right? Absolutely unfreaking believable. Unbelievable. Now, listen, I worked today. I, I, I worked a lot today. You know, I worked the... Uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak Peep Show Live Show at Big Night Live. Shout out to everyone at Rock 92.9, especially Ken West, my guy. And then we had uh, another show after that. And luckily, I was uh, treated very well. Some wonderful hospitality by Maddie and Trey over at Guy Fieri's Tequila or Tequila Cochina. Um, had a couple drinks, had a shot of Casamigos after the game. Oh, love Casamigos. It's beautiful, beautiful. Folks, I'm feeling good. Feeling great just for the time being. Small celebration. It's not over yet. But the Celtics did win Game 6 to force Game 7. 108 to 95. Game 7, TD Garden, 3.30, Sunday, May 15th. Grab somebody sexy. Tell them hey. Absolutely unbelievable. Oh, man. This is going to be a little bit of a different vibe than Episode 169. I'll tell you that right now. I'm a 
I'm, I'm feeling delicious, delightful, lovely, happy, which is weird for me. I know. Um, hopefully my therapist is listening. I know. Hey, I'm happy right now. <laughs> so yeah, what a win. Friday the 13th, Freddy Krueger, Jason, and Jason Tatum just ruined the Bucks for this one game. A lot of basketball to be played. 48 minutes left of basketball with the Eastern Conference Finals on the line against the Miami Heat after they absolutely destroyed the Philadelphia 76ers. So, my hot take from episode 169 was to just win the game. And that's what they did. They won the game. So, look at me. I'm a genius. But, two out of the three Celtics wins so far in this series... They have held the Milwaukee Bucks to single digits in offensive rebounds. Hmm. 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 What do you know? The Celtics won the offensive rebound battle tonight. Hmm. Hmm. What do you know? I believe in tonight's game. You can quote me if I'm wrong here, but I believe in tonight's game. There was only a total of 15 offensive rebounds by both teams. Total. I believe it was eight from the Celtics and seven from the Bucks, and the Bucks got seventeen in Game Five. Now, I know sometimes I sound like a broken record, but listen, just rebound and you'll win. I promise you, you will. And the other thing, eight points off of turnovers for the Bucks. What do you know? Something else I've been begging that the Celtics do. Now, the Celtics had. A fair share of dumb turnovers, but the turnovers were limited. I think they only had eight, maybe nine. I think it was nine. Might have been eight. The Bucks had eleven, but the the Bucks only scored eight points off of that. That's beautiful, beautiful. I love it. So, what? what oh, man, what else do we want to talk about? I, I I don't want this to 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 be too short, but I also want to keep this short and sweet and simple because to be honest with you folks, and I have no problem saying this, tonight doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. Whatever Jason Tatum did, whatever Jalen Brown did, whatever Ime Odoka did when he called that beautiful ATO with what, like five minutes, maybe five, fifteen left when he called that timeout, they like Jason Tatum tried to post up, the Bucks fell for it, he skipped it across the court, Jalen Brown opened three porter. Beautiful, 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 beautiful ATO by Ime Adoka, probably from Brad Stevens, but beautiful, beautiful ATO there. So none of this matters. I, I, I really hope everyone realizes that you can take all the momentum you want. Like think about all the momentum that the Bucks had from game five didn't carry over in game six. So the Celtics can have all this momentum. They really can. They can shoot almost 40% again from three. None of that matters. Game seven, anything goes. But we do have to talk about some of the things that the Celtics did well. And we might as well start off by talking about Jason Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum tonight decided to be a top 10 player in the league and wasn't afraid of the performance from Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, and sorry, just real quick. Maybe I do need to bring a little negativity into this. Speaking of being afraid of Giannis, listen, I'm not an expert. I've played a lot of basketball in my heyday. But can someone tell me why Jalen Brown runs away like a chick in a horror movie that goes the wrong way when we all know that the chick is going to get killed? 
That was a Friday the 13th reference. Anyways, but I just don't understand. There was a big three-pointer that Giannis hit maybe early fourth quarter, maybe halfway through, maybe in between, in the middle, like the Zed song. But anyways, listen, Giannis hit that big three, and it's because Jalen and Marcus decided to switch or not switch, and then Jalen just like turned around and ran backwards, which is exactly what he, exactly what he did in game five. Why? And listen, Jalen hasn't defended Giannis well in this series at all. It's been borderline horrific, like horrific, terrible. But why are you running away from him? Why would you give him an open lane? Like, I don't know. Maybe someone can explain it to me. Maybe Adam Taylor from Celtics blog. Maybe John Corrales from Red's Army. Or now the... What, what, what's his podcast? Locked on Celtics? Something along those lines. Maybe one of those two guys can tell me. But I don't get it. But anyways, back to Jason Tatum. Back to the subject at hand here. The subject at hand here. Listen, Jason Tatum was in his back. He attacked the rim. He took a little too many threes for my liking. Like, like especially when they were up like 15, like tore, like halfway through that third quarter, like dribble, 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 step backs. He like missed one and then tried to do another and then missed another. And the next thing you know, he took it to the rim. A couple of them went in. For the ones that didn't go in, he got some free throws, saw the ball go in, and next thing you know, his three-pointers started going in. So that's just something you hope Jason Tatum can do in Game 7 in just a little bit. It's just, hey, listen, I understand you're a, a good three-point shooter, and you have every right to feel like you can hit every single three-pointer that you take. But every once in a while, it's okay to switch it up, attack the rim, get some free throws, see the ball go in, and then your confidence can go up, and then you can shoot it. He also rebounded the ball pretty well. Not as well as, you know, you would want to like he did in Game 5. But over, but overall, they, the Celtics were 21 points better tonight than the Bucks with him on the floor. And the Celtics won by 13. So that's a, a very solid performance by Jason Tatum. A very good turnout for the rest of the Boston Celtics there. And listen... I, I know a lot of people on Boston Sports Radio were talking about he needed a LeBron James-type Game 6 from, from uh, 2012 when LeBron was on the Heat. Listen, I was at that game, and I have no problem admitting this. I was I was a LeBron hater. I have no problem admitting that. I was sick of him. You know, he couldn't beat us with, you know, the original Big 3 with KG and uh, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. And then eventually he did, and it became annoying. And he was always there, and I just never understood it, and I hated it. But that 2012 LeBron James performance, Game 6 Miami Heat, at that moment I said I could never hate him again. That was one of the best, if not the best, basketball performance I've ever seen from a human being live in my entire life. It was unbelievable. Now, Jason Tatum tonight, also unbelievable, just not on that level. He did take over. He did do it on the road. He did score 15 out of his 46 points in the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. And props props to Jason. But I, I really hope Jason knows that it is not over. That game was great. He did what he was supposed to do. But now he is actually supposed to have a bigger game. I, I, I saw on Twitter earlier, and someone said it great, before tip-off. Game 6 was Jalen and Jason's biggest game of their careers. And if they win then Game 7 becomes the biggest games of their career. And it's spot on. 
Jalen and Jason have been to Game 7s. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've grown up. We've watched them grow up. We're lucky enough to watch them grow up. And Game 7 is the biggest game of both of their careers. And I understand, you know, like LeBron and Michael Jordan and um, someone else. I'm having a brain fart. Didn't win their first championships until they were 26 and 27. Jalen and Jason, 25-24. I get that. This is a very, very important game for Jalen and Jason. It could get them over the hump because it doesn't seem like they haven't been able to. They couldn't do it in the bubble. They couldn't do it with IT. They couldn't do it, you know, their first couple years in the league. This is a huge opportunity. And the fact that Jalen, Marcus, and Jason Tatum combined for 89 out of the Celtics' 108 points, very impressive. I mean, the Celtics won that game and Al Horford only dropped two points. And, and when you think about it, you know, like, here's the thing. Al got a quick foul in the first quarter. And I... And, I literally said to myself, I was talking to a couple of my buddies earlier today, I go, Celtics, the, uh, wow, I can't talk. <laughs> you know, that Casamigos got the best of me. But the Celtics, this is what I said to him. The Celtics are going to be down 10 early in the first quarter, and Al Horford's going to have two fouls, and I'm going to want to jump off the Zakem. But that wasn't the case. Al got one quick foul, and he only had one foul the rest of the game. They attacked Giannis defensively a completely different way. Giannis had to hit, what, two or three threes in that game. He went 14 to 15 from the line. It, it was just all Giannis, and he did a great job. He didn't try to pick up charges. He caused a few jump balls, and he got that huge block late, which was just unbelievable defense. Unbelievable defense by Al Horford. So Al Horford, maybe in the box score, wasn't sexy enough for you, but Al Horford defensively was phenomenal tonight. And and to be honest with you, I don't care that Giannis almost dropped 50 points. What else is Giannis supposed to do? He's got no Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday was off a bit. Grayson Allen was terrible. Uh, Pat Connington was actually really good. We'll talk about that in a second, um, as long as I remember that we talk about it. You know, Bobby Portis was, nah. Brooke Lopez wasn't great. Wesley Matthews, I mean, he's a nobody in my opinion. Watch him score 35 points in Game 7. But overall, just spectacular games from Jalen Marcus and Jason offensively. Great game from Al defensively. And and speaking of special and great games, I mean, these last few games for Derek, uh, Derek White, unbelievable. Nine points, five rebounds, 30 points. Uh, I'm sorry. Nine points, five rebounds, 30 minutes off the bench tonight. One of the craziest steals I've ever seen. I I, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I forget who missed the shot late, but Giannis got the rebound, and Derek White just ran around him and just ripped the ball right out of of his hands, passed the ball to Jalen. Jalen went in, got a layup. It was just an unbelievable play because it was one of those plays where I think the Celtics were only up seven or eight, and you're like, if they don't get a shot here and the Bucs score, they're going to get it down to four. I don't like this. It's going to be game five all over again. And Derek White went in, stole that ball, made the right play, and it was beautiful, and he got Jalen that layup. It was absolutely unbelievable. Derek White, the last two or three games, has been fantastic. And I even tweeted it out, at BannerBanter18, if you want to follow me on the Twitter machine. Jason Tatum needs to take some notes on how Derek White gets to the rim. I mean, Derek White took some great, great, drives to the rim, finish strong, got the hoops, take some notes, let, let's let do it. But 
even though Giannis dropped like 44 and 20, like the Bucks had 25 fouls. The Celtics had 17. Giannis had six assists. Giannis also had six turnovers. He attacked the rim to try and get fouls. Giannis did exactly what he was supposed to do tonight. The, the refs might have let him play a little bit. He might have traveled here and there. But overall, I thought the Celtics did very well against Giannis. And whenever he, dri- uh, whenever he tried to drive and kick it, he, he I don't know, how can I say this the right way? I don't know if his passes weren't good enough or if the Celtics' defense was good enough because they closed out on the shooters very well. Like, seriously, it was very impressive. But let me just say this right now. Um, Here's my Pat Connington thing. If Pat Connington beats the Celtics in Game 7, I'll jump off the balcony. I mean, the kid's from Arlington. Doesn't he care about his hometown team? Like, 14 points, 33 minutes, 6 of 8 from the field? Stop. Relax, bud. S- don't Stop. Don't be ridiculous. You you grew up here. Care care about the Celtics. It's absolutely un- unbelievable. But anyways, Game 7 preview. I mean, what do you want me to say? Anything goes. Anything can happen. I'll be there. You better be there. Go to Ticketmaster.com right now. Buy your tickets. Yeah, the resale market sucks. Yeah, the Ticketmaster fees suck. And here's the thing. No, you know what? I, I could dive in on why the Ticketmaster fees are what they are, but you're just going to ignore me, and as a ticketing guy, it's probably just not a good look, so I'm going to move on. But here's the thing. Anything goes. Anything can happen. You have to control the moment. Don't let the moment be too big for you. Just don't let it happen. Don't let the moment be too big for you. Marcus Smart, listen, bud. I know you shot 50% from the field in Game 6. And you shot 50% from over 50% from three. But just keep passing the ball. Those seven assists tonight, love it. Keep defending. Don't flop too much. Limit your turnovers. Zero turnovers for Marcus Smart in game six. Delicious. Delightful. Mm. Tastes just like it smells. Delicious. Now, finally, and listen, I know I'm a broken record. If you're new to the podcast, if you're not new to the podcast, whatever the case may be ball movement. Yes, I understand the Celtics won tonight with under 25 assists. It was rare. Okay. Ball movement. Limit your three-point shot attempts. Control the boards, especially the offensive glass. Limit your turnovers, and if you do commit a turnover, sprint back on defense. You have the crowd behind you. Section 315 will will be behind you. You have a building you perform well in. Take advantage of that. I could talk about the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and the how, and it just doesn't matter. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to want to come in to TD Garden on Sunday to ruin our lives as fans, as players, as coaches, as family members of the players. Giannis wants to score 50, get 25 rebounds instead of having 44 points and 20 rebounds. Bobby Portis wants to show off the peace sign again like he did at the end of Game 5. Drew Holiday wants to show that he's a better player than Marcus Smart. All of it. Take care and take control of the moment. Don't try and do too much. Do the basics. Show why you're the two seed. Show why you played all 82 games versus the Bucks playing only 81 games this year. Take advantage of it and win the basketball game. 
I do not want this to be the second to last podcast of the season. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. I got faith. If you're in TD Garden on Sunday, I'll be at Halftime Pizza early. I'll be at the Greatest Bar before that, and I'll be in Section 315. So, stay in touch. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. We'll talk Monday morning, hopefully in a good mood and a good place. Thanks for your support. We'll talk soon. Toodles and noodles. X's and O's. Bye-bye. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.